everybody, Tim here with Boozy Bracketology, and tonight we are moving into the second round of our 90s sitcom bracket. It's the Sweet 16, and we have some tough choices ahead. These shows aren't going to pick themselves, so let's go ahead and meet our panelists. First up in Muscatine, Iowa, it's Brian. Brian, how you doing and what you drinking? I am doing well. I'm looking forward to really pissing a few people off tonight. And again tonight, I am drinking from Nerdspeak Brewery, my favorite, their Heisenberg Hefeweizen, because I am the one who drinks. (laughs) Very nice. There it is. Very nice. And yes, yes, that is just a wonderful, wonderful Hefe. Highly recommend. Well, we're glad to have you here. Uh, we're also glad to have Nikki out of Huntsville, Alabama. Nikki, same two questions to you. I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, enjoying a Tuesday night. Um, I did use my uh, Bartizan cocktail machine again tonight. This Not a sponsor, called, could be. Yeah, it's. It, you, I'm hoping they're going to listen because it's, you know, we all need one. Um, but this is called the Boulevardier. I don't know. Has anybody had one before? I guess it's like a mix between a Negroni and a Manhattan. Ooh, very it's, nice. It's, it's pretty tasty. It's not. It's not sweet. It's not. You know. It's. It's very. Has a nice whiskey flavor. So. <laughs> All right. I dig it. Well, next we have from Clearwater, Florida. It's Chris. Chris, what's going on? Hey, buddy. I, I just I can't help but think that the last time, not the last time, but ever since we took Nikki to Kentucky, she's been on a whiskey kick. So, Nikki, you're welcome. Whiskey is delicious. Also, uh, whenever we say Muscatine, Iowa, I have to go back and think, why isn't just why, 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 why aren't you drinking Muscadine wine? Also, if someone could tell me what Muscadine wine is, that'd be great. Uh, I have It's no like idea. a really cheap grape wine. That sounds like and, a fit in the show. And Muscadine I've never found is a, type a wine of I like. You're from a wine well, you like? It, yeah, well, isn't all wine grapes? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, we've got wine here in Florida made from key lime. So, uh, well, I mean, real wine is yes. made from grapes. <laughs> You're from Florida. You'll make alcohol from anything. That's true. We have to live here for a reason. And because of that, oh, man, that was a crappy sound effect. Um, this is a limited edition by Sam Adams standards, which means it's probably going to be available every year. Uh, this is called the Porch Rocker by Sam Adams. It is. Ooh, they call one. it a lemon rattler. Y'all, this is a summer. This is a summer beer. This thing is delicious. This is a. It's I'm interesting a big fan. that they changed the changed the name of the style because it used to be called a shandy. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, shout the out here. Trucker was a delicious. They called it a, a lemon shandy. I, I I'll take that over the Lion Kugel Shandy because the Lion Kugel Shandy is nasty. But uh, because I did watch a movie uh, last week called Prey on Hulu, if you haven't seen it, it's phenomenal. I of course opened this using my Predator bottle opener. Uh, Prey on Hulu, not a sponsor, just a really good movie. And now suddenly I want a version of Predator where it's Predator against the Continental Army. Tim, back to you. Well, I was going to make a joke about speaking of predators, we head to Fort Worth, Texas, but that would be mean. But coming from Fort Worth, Texas, let's meet Stephen. Stephen, how you doing and what you drinking? Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. To move it along, I'm going to say Diet Coke. I'm going to go ahead and crack it open. I'm going to take my sip and then move it along before anyone gets suspicious. And finally, Scott in Westport, Connecticut. How are you doing on this fine evening? I am doing well. It's, it was very hot here today in Connecticut, actually. I, I know it's hot all over the country, but boy, it was hot today and it's going to be hot all week. But uh, besides all that, to quench my thirst, I am sticking with my Imperial Stout that I discovered through all of this. Uh, it just has a nice sipping flavor and it's uh very nice for uh, an evening like this with friends talking about the 90s television era well we are glad to have all of you here on board tonight we are picking our sweet 16 and we are going to kick things off with the number one seed on the left side of our bracket versus the number nine 
Frasier, who got here by beating dinosaurs, versus the nanny, who beat Boy Meets World. We're kicking it off with Brian. All right. So I think I made my uh, opinions pretty clear earlier about both of these. Um, I I still believe that Fran Drescher is a vastly underrated comedian. Um, and Frasier, while I appreciate how long it ran and where it came from and where it went, uh, it just really wasn't my, I mean, it was good. It was just, wasn't really my taste. So I, I'm going with the upset here. I got to vote for the nanny. A vote for the underdog, the nanny. We head over to Nikki for, to get her vote. Yeah, I, I rewatched a couple of these because, uh, you know, we had talked about the nanny before and I always remembered liking it. Um, but I had watched it when I was younger and actually like rewatching it now. I mean, it, it's really funny. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I, I, I totally agree. I think uh, Fran Dresser, she's really funny. Um, she's very quick witted. She's very good at physical comedy. Uh, and Frasier, I mean, it's kind of this classic character. I mean, I was a, I was never a big Cheers watcher, um, but I always remember the character when my parents did watch Cheers with Frasier. You know, but overall, I think between the two, I, even though Frasier, I think, you know, has its, it's not my favorite necessarily, but I just think that some of the characters are so good. I love Niles and the dad. I just, I really like the side character. So I am going to give Frasier the win here, but it was a tougher matchup than I thought it would be. But I am going to go Frasier. Frasier evens the score as we head over to Chris. So I'm torn with, you know, how hard I want to go here, but uh, this is not close for me. Um, I, I like Fran Drasher. I, I I do I, the voice. I can't. I can't get past the voice. I'm sorry. It's it's always been a sticking point for me. Uh, I can't do it. Uh, Frasier is for me one of my favorite sitcoms. That is for those that I've talked on other shows about this. But like when I go to bed at night, nine times out of ten, I go to bed listening to a sitcom, and Frasier is one of the four or five that's on that repeat list. It doesn't matter where on Frasier I go to sleep. Where on Frasier I start watching again. I can pick it up, and I love it. Uh, Frasier, Friends, uh, there's a few of them in that list. Parks and Rec, of course. But this isn't close. This has got to be Frasier. It's, uh, the thing that I love about it is that it's literally funny in any context. It can be uh, dick and fart jokes. It's funny. It can be highbrow humor. It's funny. Situational comedy. It's funny. Comedy of errors. Funny. It's the most cons- one of the most consistent sitcoms I've ever seen uh, from a a humor standpoint, and it's actually got a really good heart to it. I'm going Frasier all the way. Frasier takes a two-to-one lead. It's got the nanny up against the ropes as we head to Steven. Uh, yeah, for me, this is an easy one. I've mentioned that I started watching The Nanny with my wife, and I like The Nanny. The Nanny is a good, legitimately funny show. But Frasier is something special, because Frasier, as a situation comedy... It does what you want a situation comedy to do. Your character stays the same, pretty much, and he's put into a different situation, and we see how he reacts. Uh, the nanny gets to the point where, in order to keep the narrative tension going, they have to fundamentally change the relationship between Fran and... Um, I'm blanking on the name of the guy right now. Uh, I can't believe this. It's embarrassing. Forget it. Uh, it it's The point I'm trying to make is, is that... This, Mr. Sheffield, thank you, for Christ's sakes. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is the side characters, Niles and Daphne change. Uh, even Martin changes over time. But Frasier stays a fundamental core to that show. He doesn't move, he doesn't change, but his situation changes, and that's what keeps the show fresh. It is a thing that's perfect for situation comedies. It gives us that familiar character that we love to watch, that we love to laugh at because they're always completely out of their league, and we don't lose that character, which so many sitcoms do when they go on too long. So Frasier gets my vote. And Frasier picks up the third vote. It needs to move on, but we still want to hear Scott's opinion. 
Uh, well, this is uh, gives me a good opportunity as a trivia hound to talk some trivia about some stuff here. Uh, uh, just by the way, uh, for those interested at home, the network count of the 16 that we picked is that we picked six ABC shows, seven NBC shows, two CBS shows, and one Fox show. I just thought that was kind of interesting that that's how it broke down. Um, also, just I'd like to give a shout out and a remembrance of uh, the executive producer and creator of two of the shows that are on this side of the draw, Frasier and Wings, uh, a man named David Angel. David and his wife, Lynn, were aboard Flight 11 on 9-11 that crashed into the World Trade Center. And so uh, the, the, without David Angel, uh, he first started writing on Cheers and, and other shows and then became more and more important in the writing scheme of these characters. And he uh, really, with his uh, company, really created Frasier and then created Wings. Um, and so it, just a, a nice shout out to, to this man who was apparently a very one of those producers who was actually a nice person um, and unfortunately was lost on that tragic day. Um, all that being said, uh, you can kind of tell where I'm going here. Uh, I agree with Chris and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, uh, Stephen, that it's just uh, Frasier is something I do watch repeatedly. Uh, I, I always enjoy it. And uh, for, again, The Nanny, not a bad show. It's, it was actually an enjoyable show. I, I agree, totally, fully agree uh, with Brian that uh, Fran is an un underestimated comedian. Uh, she was hilarious in This Is Spinal Tap. If you remember, she has a small but very funny role in This Is Spinal Tap. Um, and uh, But um, my heart's with Frasier, and so I, I seal the deal with Frasier. And Frasier picks up the 4-1 to victory. It moves on to the Elite Eight. But we're moving on to the number five seed, Coach, taking on number 13, Grace Under Fire. Coach defeated Blossom, and Grace Under Fire defeated Family Matters to get here. How does Nikki vote? Yeah, I mean, these were tough for me. I, I didn't watch a lot of Grace Under Fire, so I had to kind of rewatch it, um, you know, some of the episodes. And and I enjoy it. Um, and Coach, I, I didn't rewatch. I have to base on kind of what I remember. <sighs> I feel like overall, I mean, in our house, we definitely, my parents loved Coach. They watched it quite a bit. And I did think that Grace Under Fire was was good. I liked I liked that it did deal with some serious topics, um, but it was still funny about it. I, I don't know. I'm debating with this one. I think just based on longevity here, I'm going to go with Coach. Um it did run for nine seasons. Uh, I think overall, it's just a little bit more memorable um, as far as 90 sitcoms go. So my vote goes for Coach. Coach getting Nikki's vote. We head over to Chris for the next vote. Uh, yeah, Nikki kind of said some of the stuff I was going to say. It was always on in my house. My my parents loved Coach. My mom loved Coach. I went over that last time. Uh, Grace Under Fire, as I talked about last time, is did this weird thing where it dealt with these very serious subject matters while still being an effective situational comedy that didn't poke fun or make light of the difficult subject matter it was talking about. It found different ways to be funny, but it was just never something that was ever really in my, in my scope in the nineties. Like it was always a little too heavy, a little too adult comedy for me, which is weird because last time I voted it over something that was definitely in my wheelhouse in Family Matters because I hate, did not like Family Matters. Hate's a strong word. Not a big Family Matters fan. Uh, for me personally, uh, some of the jokes in Coach got stale, but I go back to the founding. The core piece of that is, one, it's brotherhood with your friends, right? It's it's him, Jerry Van Dyke. Apparently, they only need two coaches to run a, a college football team. Um but it's also, you know, a relationship with a strong-willed, smart, independent, fiercely independent woman that made Coach a, a more memorable show for me. I, I liked the the fact that it was still funny, but still didn't it, it didn't show like the man being subservient or or the woman being subservient. It showed what a, a, a not a good relationship, but what a decent relationship can look like in the realm of a situational comedy. I'm going Coach here. Uh, that shouldn't be too big of a shock. I I actually genuinely really like that show. 
and coach jumping out to a big lead. Steven, will it seal the deal? Yeah, I think so. I'm not, not super duper in love with any of these shows. Um, but I think the relationships in Coach actually speak a little bit more towards me. And that's probably because of the target audience of it. You know, they kind of did the Friday Night Lights thing where they try to trick you with pretending it's about football when it actually has nothing to do with football. Um we haven't mentioned it yet, I don't think. Uh, the relationship that Coach Fox has with Kelly, his daughter, uh, that's actually a pretty strong thrill line. And she's a really good, realized character. She's not very funny. You're not going to get a lot of jokes out of her. Um, but she feels like an actual teenager going through actual teenager stuff. And I remember that relationship between them. I was younger than that character at the time, but... I think it spoke true to me. So based on that, I'm going to give this to coach. And coach moves on, but we still have two of our panelists that we want to hear from Scott. Where's your vote? Uh, yeah. You know, it, for me, it comes down to, to two women in these two different uh, shows. Uh, I, I personally love Julie White, who was uh, the co-star in Grace Under Fire, a Broadway actress who just is fabulous. And I think I mentioned her before. I can't mention her enough. If you ever have a chance to see her live on a stage, run to that theater because she's so funny, so talented. Um, and Shelley Fabres, who was who really, as Chris mentioned, was really an anchor for Coach and really uh, brought uh, so much life to that and so much uh, storyline to that and so an, an important storyline to that. Uh, and uh, so as much as I love Julie White, I'm going to go with the panel. And I, I, I agree. I think Coach is just uh, uh, probably the, the show that would win in this uh, little bracket here. And Coach is on the verge of a clean sweep. Brian, what do you got to say? Oh, there's a big old mute bug right on his shoulder. Mute bug. Bit by the yeah, big mute ass bug. mute bug right there, Brian. Oh. <laughs> first sure time. <laughs> you always remember your first time. <laughs> I didn't expect it to hurt that much, Chris. First uh, time I heard oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> anyway, uh, I agree with several other panelists here. I don't have a really strong opinion about either of these. Uh, I watched them both. Um, I've liked Craig T. Nelson in a lot of things he's done. Um, I also very much enjoyed Brett Butler's stand-up. I remember her before she got this show. And... Um, I, maybe I just have a thing for, uh, tough women. I don't know, but I, my vote actually, I think would have gone for grace under fire. So too little, too late, but, uh, I will be the, the dissenting vote on this one again. Well, Brian in the minority as coach takes home a four to one win. We had, we move on to the number six seed mad about you. Taking on the number three, Drew Carey show. And we are starting this one <laughs> with Chris. This is not difficult because I didn't vote for Mad About You last time. I think Mad About You is fine. It's perfectly fine. I will watch Dharma and Greg before I watch Mad About You. But damn it, if I don't want to try some Buzz Beer every once in a while. Or have a brewery in my house. I think that's the show that really kind of made like homebrewing seem feasible. Like I know homebrewing is huge right now with the Jeff Woodhead with the Stewhead Brewery in his house. But like Buzz Beer, Drew Carey show is the first time I remember that kind of permeating pop culture. But it's also just a genuinely funny show. My issue with Drew Carey show, and I've said this before, is that I don't know how it holds up because you can't find it anywhere. You can't stream it. You can't watch it. I'm still waiting for pirate my Pirate Bay copy from uh from Feven Sword. Feven Sword, if he's out there somewhere, that would be great if, if they could send me a copy. <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but someone with a very similar name just dropped off the call. Uh, no, this one's not difficult for me. Uh, Drew Carey Show has always been one of those shows that I've genuinely loved. 
Um, I wish I knew how it aged. I genuinely do, but Drew Carey Show gets my vote. Drew Carey Show picks up its first vote. Next, we want to hear from Steven. Uh, yeah, why are we even debating this? Uh, Not About You is still here because it was up against a weak first-round opponent, but the Drew Carey Show is infinitely superior to Mad About You because the Drew Carey Show has this thing in it called jokes that Mad About You could afford to write a few more of, so it gets my vote. Well, Mad About You gets its second vote, and next we want to hear from Scott. Okay, well, uh, I absolutely loved Mad About You and actually laughed at it, so I'm not sure what that was, but uh, uh, they were... It, it was a very funny show, but you know what? Uh, uh, I, I kind of agree with everybody. Drew, Drew Carey show is, is just as a laugh out loud show. It's, it certainly is that and funnier. Um, and so this is kind of a tough one for me because they're both kind of interesting. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, Chris had mentioned that uh, you can't see the Drew Carey show anymore. You're never going to believe this, but recently in my library, uh, that I worked in before this, we had the entire Drew Carey show on DVD, but they never went out. And so they were all weeded and put on the free table. <laughs> so there you go. You could have come to Connecticut. You could have had them all. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, but anyway, um, and just for that, and just for Chris's despair of that, I will go with the Drew Carey show. Well, the Drew Carey show is moving on, but we still want to hear Brian's opinion. All right. Well, this time I'm not going against the rest of them. Uh, This was a very easy pick. Drew Carey is brilliant. Uh, Just, I I think Drew Carey actually, for me, is like the fourth funniest person on the show, and it's his damn show. Uh, Mimi... You've got Diedrich Bader and one of the funniest men I've ever seen anywhere, Ryan Stiles. Quick, easy, it's Drew Carey, no question. And Nikki, do we have a sweep? You know, I mean, I actually thought Mad About You was funny. I I think it's a funny show. Um, You know, I, I think the problem with it is, is versus Drew Carey, you know, Mad About You, it's a couple and they're really the only two characters i mean there there's a few that are it just doesn't have a great ensemble and also they're just not super relatable i mean he's a filmmaker she's like this high-powered publicist i feel like drew carries the every guy i mean he has the dead-end job i mean it's just the situations are just i think more relatable overall and it's just a lot funnier i think so i would have definitely voted for drew carry as well so it has my vote Well, the Drew Carey Show picks up the first sweep of the night, but we're not taking any breaks as we head to number two, Friends, versus number seven, Wings, and we are getting this one started with Steven. All right. I know that I am shouting into the void right now, but I deeply, deeply need you all to listen to me. Friends is not a good show. It is a show you grew up with, it is a show that is so milk toast and unoffensive that we could all watch it and enjoy it. I'll give you that. But that does not make a good show. The absence of being bad does not make you good. You still have to achieve something. And Friends never achieves anything. It just keeps on going and cycling through boring relationship after boring relationship we all know how they're going to all end up at the end, so there's no narrative tension at all. The jokes get less and less funny every single goddamn episode. And there's not a likable character on the show. You all know it. You all admit it. We all make jokes about how terrible friends they are. Let's just admit that. Let's admit that it's bad friends and a bad show, and no one ever has to watch it again. If we all do this together... We can break the spell. It's like a thousand goddamn cats dreaming. Wings gets my vote. And Wings picks up an emphatic upset vote. We want Scott's opinion. I'll be there for you. Um, I, uh, well, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I, I am, I am not, I didn't grow up with it. I was already an adult when friends was on 
television um and i watched it and enjoyed it when it was on and yeah i I get that it's got problematic things in but i i certainly laughed at the thing and still do when it's on reruns occasionally um but that being said i have to say i also loved wings i i I absolutely loved it Uh, it was uh, uh, it's how i discovered tony shalhoub and and how i think the world discovered tony shalhoub uh so this is actually believe it or not it's actually tough for me um but um i you know, overall, uh, the one I would enjoy more just sitting down and watching is probably Wings. So I'm going to go with Wings. And Wings has friends up against the ropes, backed into a corner, and we need Brian's opinion. Oh, I agree with Scott that this is actually a really difficult decision. Um... I did enjoy Wings. Um, yes, Tony Shalhoub, Thomas Hayden Church. I just there's so much good, so many good things, and a great ensemble cast with Wings. But Friends has that. I mean, it was so much a part of the zeitgeist for so long. I mean, the the Rachel haircut and so many. Ridiculous uh, moments and scenes and and zingers. I mean, you've got pivot. You've got how you doing? Just it's not an easy choice, and it's not a, it's it's not. Mm, I I have to give it credit for being what it was. And for being the juggernaut it's been, I got I to gotta vote Friends on this one. And Friends is not going down without a fight. Nikki, what say you? You know, I'm kind of with everybody. This was a much tougher decision than I thought it would be. Um, you know, honestly, if you kind of think about it in some ways, Wings is a little bit of the Friends four years before because it really is kind of a relationship show um, you know, it's a lot about them. And then, you know, it, it, it's a great show in the sense that it's one of the only ones I can remember too. And before, like you had shows like the office where it was just all these people in this situational like room together. I mean, like news radio and everything, but it just, it kind of was a precursor to some of those shows. Um, and it did, I mean, Thomas Hayden church, Tony Shalhoub, I agree. I mean, I feel like such amazing talent in that show. Um, and I really, really enjoy watching it. And then Friends, it is. I mean, Stevens, you know, I agree. Maybe it's just a show I grew up with and I have this nostalgia pull to it. But I also think we're, we're, we are going 90s best sitcom. And I just, I kind of have to agree that, you know, it, it really did influence pop culture so much. It just did. And whether or not, if I ha- if I had to sit down and break them off into better, which show is better, I don't know. I'd have to really rewatch both series and compare episodes. But I still think I have to give it to Friends just based on the 90s it factor. So I'm going to Friends. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first tie of the evening. And you know what that means. We are opening the floor up for buzzer beaters ahead of chris making his choice so if anybody wants to lodge their buzzer beater to try to sway him one way or the other speak now or forever hold your peace buzzer beater buzzer beater buzzer beater (laughs) is anybody surprised (laughs) all right steven 30 seconds all right, Chris, I could just repeat what the two people who have uh, voted for Friends say and point out that Wings was the funnier show, but they voted for Friends anyway. I could point out the fact that Friends used exactly as many jokes in its entire run as Wings, and it went on for about five years longer. I could point out the fact that the Friends, it, it, yeah, it was a, the thing that recommended Friends to one of the pickers was that there was a popular haircut. Is that what we're going to advance the greatest 90s sitcom show on? The fact that there was a popular haircut? Well, whoop-de-fucking-doodly-doo. This is unconscionable. You know in your heart that Friends is not that good a show. 
It's just a show that you know and that is written to be as unoffensive and in the middle as the it's 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 so not nothing. It's so written to be unoffensive and uninteresting and just have enough of the relationships turning that we keep watching. Don't fall for it. This is what happens to the algorithm, and the next thing you know, the next thing you know, there's riots going on. And you can stop the riot now, Chris. Stop the riot. Well, Chris, are you going to stop the riot or stop the divorce? I'm scared. Because on the one hand, I'm married to Leah Liguori, who is an avid Friends fan. And on the other hand, this coming weekend, I'm spending two days with Stephen Ford in a alligator-infested Louisiana. So there is zero chance of me coming out of this pick alive. Oh, Lord. Stephen doesn't even drink. I'm gonna be, he's going to be the sober one on Bourbon Street. Where, where is he going to dump my body? I don't even want to think about that. Oh, my Lord. Uh, so I can go point counterpoint with Steven on this pretty quickly. I'm, I don't necessarily want to, but one of his main complaints about friends, and I'm not saying what my pick is yet, but one of his main complaints about friends is this is a show about, about terrible, terrible friends. Well, Steven's about to vote in about three picks for another show about terrible, terrible friends, and he's going to say it's one of the best shows ever made. Keep that in mind. All right. Uh, he's got talks about these plots that go nowhere. That show had a bunch of plots that went absolutely nowhere. That entire show was actually about nothing. Um, with all of this being said, what I hear from my panelists is for Wings, it's the it's the cast, and I hear about the cast of Wings. I hear about uh, Tony Shalhoub and Thomas Hayden Church. And my problem with Wings, aside from the fact that I've never been a huge Wings fan, Leah will divorce me for that later. But neither here nor there is that when I think about Wings. I think about the main actors. I think of Steven Weber and Tim Daly. When I think of Steven Weber and Tim Daly, I think of pretty much Wings and that really bad uh, Hitchcock classic, The Shining. Reference to a different it, podcast. Stanley so. Kubrick did The Shining, not Hitchcock. I know. That's the joke. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, the really bad remake one of The Shining. Cast. That that's that's Yeah, Mike's not even here to give his one, get his one per cast in, but... Um, but when I think of Thomas Hayden Church, when I think of Tony Shalhoub, I don't think of Wings. I think about the other amazing work that they've done. Mm. When I think of Matthew Perry, when I think of Matt LeBlanc, uh, David Schwimmer, uh, aside from maybe Fool's Rush In and Six Days, Seven Nights, Rest in Peace, and Heche, I, like I think of those people and I think of Friends. Same thing with, uh, oh my God, I was say Monica Geller. But no, same thing with Courtney Cox and even, hell, Jennifer Aniston to this point. I think of all those characters, those actors, and I think of Friends. Um, I don't buy into the, the nomenclature. I don't buy into the thought that the the relationships didn't go anywhere because I remember watching that show when Ross and Rachel broke up. The show that the, the, the entire emphasis of this show is built around these two characters getting together and they get together in like season two or season three and they have this entire episode without laughs it's well without those two having laughs because the entire episode is them in an apartment having this knockout drag out fight at which point they're both right they're both very wrong but they're both right um so the whole fact that these these didn't go anywhere no i i disagree with that wholeheartedly at the end of the day when i came when i got off of work today and i i came home and i was downstairs watching tv waiting for my daughter to get home i had friends on i enjoyed that show I unabashedly enjoy that show. I think it's a fun show. I think, yeah, do the jokes get played out? Yes. Are there problems with a lot of the jokes right now? Yes. There's homophobia and transphobia all over the place in that show, but it was the 90s. It was a different time. It would not air now. And by the way, Seinfeld has a lot of those same problems, Stephen. I'm going Friends. Friends is literally the definition of a 90s television show. And you know what? It's not a bad show. It won a freaking... It won the Primetime Emmy. It, it's won multiple Emmy Awards. Five out of the six leads in that show have been nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for that show. Say what you want. It's a good show. It's not It's not amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but when you go on for 10 seasons, it's hard to be amazing every episode. Friends is a good show. Friends gets my vote. I need well, we'll see if Steven and Chris are still friends after that, but friends is moving on, and that sets the left side of our bracket, but we are moving right along to the right side of our bracket, and on the right side, we have the number one seed, Married with Children, against the number 
eighth seed, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And we are starting with Scott. Gosh, believe it or not, this is a tough one, too. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, I think just overall, when I would watch television then and the one that I actually enjoyed more, and uh, again, because I think it dealt with the, the lower middle class in kind of a funny way, uh, I'm, I'm going to go pretty quickly here. I'm going to go with Married with Children. Married with Children picks up that first vote. We have Brian next. All right. Well, <clears throat> um, there's not a whole lot for me to say on this one, actually. Uh, Fresh Prince is a fantastic show. But for my money, uh, this, is, this is the show for me to beat. Uh, Fresh Prince has come up against a juggernaut that for me, I just, I, of all of them on this bracket, spoiler alert, uh, this is, this is my favorite married with children, easy vote. And married with children picks up its second vote. It's on the verge of moving on. Next. We want to hear from Nikki. Yeah, you know, I, I actually struggle with this one, and I think it is just part of this, like, now, 90s nostalgia thing. I think of Fresh Prince, like, I just, all of it. I mean, it was just so ingrained in everything. It was always on TV. Um, I mean, come on, fashion forward, it was. Those outfits are amazing in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, but I'm kind of just, now going back and watching it, it's it's really not that and married with children is to me it's kind of i agree that it's more the family that i can back i mean they're and i kind of consider it is like the anti cosby show kind of thing they're you know living paycheck to paycheck they're struggling where it's like fresh Prince belair they're living in belair and they're rich i just i kind of like the relatability more of married with children um so my vote has to go to married with children and married with children moving on to the third round, but we still need to hear from Chris. Uh, I have not gone back to watch either of these shows in a long time, but I will tell you that I was never a big Married with Children fan as a kid. Um, maybe it's the fact that Ed O'Neill was just overly, too overly abrasive for me when I was a kid and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I probably need to go back and watch it now. I genuinely probably do. At the end of the day, though, like if Fresh Prince is on, if nothing else is on, I'm going to watch it. And gen usually I find myself kind of chuckling along. And I think it also had some of those really, like I I've said before, situational comedies, but I want my comedies to have some sort of a an overarching theme or something that contributes to society. Fresh Prince did that in spades. It was starting race conversations earlier. Um, it was a all-black television show that had literally everybody watching it. It had a lot of social commentary in there that I was – you know, at a, as a young person, it made it very palatable to me. I'm going Fresh Prince. I, I genuinely, in the when I was younger, I liked that. I love that show. I'm older. If it's on, I still get a kick out of it. So Fresh Prince gets my vote. And Fresh Prince picks up a too little, too late vote. And we still want to hear what Steven has to say. Yeah, Fresh Prince is actually kind of a tough one on this bracket because it is the best 90s sitcom bracket. And if it was just best sitcom, I think this would easily go to Married with Children. If it was just best 90s thing, it easily goes to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is about as 90s as you can get. You know, Will Smith is about as 90s as you can get. There's a reason why he was super charming in that decade and not so charming since. Um you know what? It's already been decided, so I'll go ahead and just cast my vote the Fresh Prince, because it probably deserves to put up a good fight. And put, and up, put up a good, good fight. fight. It, it does. does it, but it's, it's not, not enough, enough to overcome, overcome the juggernaut, juggernaut married, married with children. children. Uh, let's, let's find, find out, out what it will go, go up against. against. We have the, we have the number, number five seed of Full house. house. The number, the number four, four seed, seed of Home Improvement. We are starting this one back at the top with Brian. All right. Um, so one of these I voted for, one of these I voted against. 
And the best thing about Full House was absolutely the guy who just had to put a cork in all of his dirty, disgusting comedy and play Danny Tanner. (laughs) Whereas on Home Improvement, you've got Tim Allen and his wife and kids. But you do also have Al Borland and you have Wilson. Um, Full House was a, I mean, technically, yes, it's a sitcom, but it's, it's, it's a show for kids mostly. Um, whereas Home Improvement, the, the comedy is sophomoric, but it's, yeah, this is, this is Home Improvement. Easy, easy pick. Home Improvement jumping out to a one nothing lead. We want to hear from Nikki next. Uh, I don't like this. Um, I mean, I know I'm probably one of the only Full House fans in, in here, but it is. I just, I loved Full House. I grew up watching that all the time, and I loved it. Would it hold up now? I mean, they made the, the little reboot, the Fuller House, and it was fine. I wasn't that into it. Um, but I loved Home Improvement. I mean, that was always on. We watched that all the time, too. I think looking at both the shows, I think... You know, they're both very, like, you know, similar themes. You know, they're both family comedies. Um, Full House has that little bit more of that sentimental, you know, family feeling. Where Home Improvement is probably, it's a bit more of the straight comedy. Um, uh, you know, I... I I think I just am going to give it to Full House. It's my favorite. I just love that show, and I'm just going to vote for it because I liked it. <laughs> I don't have a lot of reasons. I just liked, liked it. So Nobody said you had to have more reasons other than you like it. Full House pulls up even with Home Improvement at one-to-one. Chris, what say you? I've got a little bit of a problem here in the fact that uh, the the prism of these two shows is drastically different. The prism that you watch Home Improvement through is you put yourself in Tim the Toolman Taylor's shoes. The prism is through Tim's view. Uh, when you do that, you've got to put your character in a position of ignorance or having to solve for a problem or come to new knowledge. And with that happening, he's got to get he's got to go through some sort of a change as the episode goes on. Uh, as I got older, now that I'm near near 40, I can't tell you. I really do wish I had a really tall fence with someone I could only see their eyes, and I could tell them all of my problems, and they would give me some wise, sage advice. Um, but the the problem that that creates for Tim the Toolman Taylor is that it does make him a sophomore character. It makes him aloof. It makes him almost the butt of a joke. I can't read what that says. I'm sorry. Um. He's being your oh, he's uh, being <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Brian. Uh, but it, it it kind of paints it paints into the picture of the the version of the male typecast, the father roles. A lot of those in the nineties had where it's just this: the father wasn't a strong, a strong moral, strong central character. It was he was learning. The problem I have is that I this was the show that we watched as a family. We didn't watch a lot of shows as family. My dad didn't really like television. My mom would only watch certain shows. Home Improvement was that show. We watched Home Improvement every week. And, like, I watched Full House as a kid. I I know who Danny Tanner is, and, you know, I know who Jesse and the Rippers are, and I voted for Jesse and the Rippers on our fictional band bracket because I, I like Jesse and the Rippers. But Full House wasn't my wasn't my jam. It just it wasn't. It's definitely... Uh, my little sister loved, and Nikki, she's your age. My little sister loves Full House. She watched Fuller House. She loves it. Uh, maybe it's just my age. It just wasn't there. At the end of the day, I find myself relating a little bit more towards the Tim Taylor version of Home Improvement, just because while I'm not, I don't consider myself that aloof or that that dumb, I do feel like there are points in my life where I don't quite know answers, and it would be nice to have someone to go to, and they can give me that sage advice. Next time I have a problem, I'm just going to text Brian and say, Brian, what should I do here? And hopefully he will give me wise, sage advice. If I know anything about Brian is that he is a, a very smart, upstanding gentleman uh, 
who will do nothing sarcastic and only provide me with wise, sage advice, particularly particularly around areas of relationships and uh, and, and career choices. So, uh, Brian, look forward to that, and uh, thank you. Home Improvement gets my vote. And Home Improvement does get a second vote. We have, who do we have? Steven up next. Two to one, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I'm, I'm, I am honestly trying to find a reason to vote for Full House because there's something about Full House. It's sort of one of those miracle things where it's more than the sum of its parts. Like if you try to dissect it as a sitcom, it doesn't hold up. There, there's not a lot of it that's very funny. Um, it's not going for very funny, though. It's going for heartwarming and uplifting, and it's going for upbeat. Really, it's that's what it's swinging for. It's going for upbeat. All of our issues are solved pretty quickly. You know, none of the issues get too heavy. If anyone gets sad, we hug it out. And there's a place for that on television, and there's certainly a place for that in sitcoms. And it's probably the best example of the shows that try to do that. So I... I admire it for that, and I don't hate it when I watch an episode, but if I have to sit down and watch one of these or random episode from them, I know I'm going to have a better time if I watch Home Improvement, so Home Improvement's going to have to take my vote. And Home Improvement moves on, but we still want to hear Scott's opinion. Um, Well, as I mentioned before, I somehow completely missed the juggernaut that was Full House. I have never seen an entire episode, even when I was watching for this to watch some reruns of it. I couldn't get through a full episode. So that's me. Um, And I, for three reasons, uh, I'll I'll go the other way. Uh, My father loved uh, Home Improvement. He he really did. He enjoyed watching it and he he passed away shortly after it stopped airing. So I kind of remember watching it with him uh, and laughing. We didn't we didn't always get along on a million things and uh, uh, but we would laugh together for this. So that's a great memory to have. And um, and uh, also someone who hasn't been really mentioned, Patricia Richardson, Richardson, who uh, really was phenomenal, a great actress. She's done other things after that. She's been in West Wing and other things too but she really she really helped make that show of give it believability uh, which is a, an important thing in a, in a sitcom i think if you're going to make it work and lastly the underrated talent of jonathan taylor thomas i go with home improvement and home improvement makes this not even a close match it is four to one we move on we've got two matchups left it's the number six seed of seinfeld it's the number three seed of roseanne and it's nikki to start Uh, well i mean i i had said before i wasn't i wasn't really a huge roseanne fan um i did like the fact that you know, they could do this whole spinoff show now based on the characters that weren't even the lead characters. It had a great ensemble. Um, but I don't think any ensemble beats the Seinfeld ensemble. Um, you, you know, and it, we've talked a little about the you know, characters being hated, you know, in Friends and everything like that. We watch Friends and yes, the characters, we look back and we're like, oh, what well, horrible people. But when you were watching Friends, you didn't really think that at first. Seinfeld, they were always unapologetically horrible people. And that's why we liked it. I mean, they were always that way. That was just kind of the premise. <laughs> and you agree. It was just fun to watch them. And, you know, like Elaine Bennett, I mean, she wasn't the first, you know, badass female character, but she was really one of the first that I felt was just like so unapologetically herself. So I think Seinfeld is a great show. I'm giving it my vote. And Seinfeld does pick up its first vote. What do you got to say about that, Chris? Uh, so I, I've made my feelings on Roseanne perfectly clear last time. Um, my vote goes to Seinfeld, and I just really, at some point in my life, want to find out, am I sponge-worthy? <laughs> time will tell. Maybe, maybe not. Seinfeld gets my vote. Nice, short, sweet, and to-the-point vote for Seinfeld. Steven, you're up. Well, Chris, the characters on Seinfeld are not bad friends. They're bad people. They're amazing friends. How many friends do you have that will help you fish a goddamn marble rye up off the street, huh? Did you think about that? Well, Chris, 
The plots in Seinfeld don't go anywhere. Seinfeld is renowned for the fact that all of its plot lines feather together in an amazingly funny showdown of almost every episode. Well, Chris, Seinfeld won a goddamn GLAD award because it advanced the whole gay lesbian agenda. You have to take it in context. It was progressive for its time, unlike Friends, which was regressive even at that time. Even at that time, Friends could have known that those jokes were inappropriate. There were people around when Friends was airing that could say those jokes were inappropriate. Seinfeld pushed the narrative forward in a positive way. So you're wrong about everything, and the swamps are calling. Seinfeld. So, Roseanne? <laughs> oh, by the way, Roseanne is a very good show. I would recommend it to a friend. But <laughs> oh, right, Scott. It's already 3 nothing. but what do you got to say here? I got to say in the next bracket, can I not go after Steven? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but wait, didn't, I'm, I'm confused. Didn't Chris vote for Seinfeld? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> he just got raked over the coals for Seinfeld, but I thought he voted for it. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> wow, I'm discombobulated. Uh, I, I, I have to say, I, like, I, like I said with Mary with Children, I, I also really actually enjoyed Roseanne. Uh, as as a show again about the lower middle class and really uh, really dealing with issues that were there, uh, you know, having teenage kids that ran away or got married or got pregnant when they were you know and all that kind of stuff and and kept it funny you know and really kept it funny and again like I mentioned you have Laurie Metcalf you had John Goodman uh, and then later on you had Martin Mull you know let's not forget that Sandra Bernhardt you had really interesting people on Roseanne so it, it's kind of a a, a great show in that regard that uh, the, the writing for everybody was pretty good. She may not have been a good actress at all, but the writing of the show itself was pretty solidly consistent. That being all said, um, I absolutely, I've been in the pocket of Seinfeld since I watched the very first episode when it was first on and nobody knew, even knew what the hell it was because I liked Jerry Seinfeld when he was a stand-up comic. I actually remember that and enjoyed his work that way. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, I just fell in love with Seinfeld from the beginning um and i've i and like chris said here if this is a any testament i will sit down and watch a seinfeld episode rerun at any time even if i've seen it a million times uh they're rerunning them now on whatever some some network i'm watching and all weekend i i, I watched probably 10 in a row <laughs> just because uh they they're they're still funny to me so um it's for me it's roseanne no no it's silly it's seinfeld and Seinfeld is on the verge of a sweep. What has Brian got? Well, um, I'm just going to go ahead and slap my money on the counter and say I'm out. Uh, there are, looking at this side of the bracket, there are two shows here that I really feel strongly about. Neither one of them are in this particular matchup. That said, um, of the two, Roseanne had a stellar uh, supporting cast, but kind of like I talked about with Friends, there's so much Seinfeld in the cultural zeitgeist of the 90s that Seinfeld is going to sweep this one. Seinfeld gets it. Seinfeld with our second sweep of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on to our final matchup. It is the number 10 seed of Third Rock from the Sun. It is the number two seed of Murphy Brown, and we are starting in Florida with Chris. Uh, this is not going to be a shock to anybody. Uh, I said all I wanted to say about Murphy Brown. I said all I wanted to say about Third Rock from the Sun, and I love one of these shows. Third Rock from the Sun continues to be a genuinely funny show with a phenomenal cast. It's one of those that we've talked about, like others, where it's like, oh, the main character's okay, but have you seen these other cast members? They're great. The main character in this show is phenomenal. All the supporting cast is phenomenal. Third Rock from the Sun, all day long. All day long, indeed. Steven, you're up. Yeah, I'm absolutely with Chris on this one. Uh, good job, Chris. That's why we're friends. Uh, yeah, no, Third Rock from the Sun is a legitimately funny show. It seems to hold up whenever I catch an episode. Uh, Murphy Brown, I think... Um, kind of doomed itself to being so of its time that it's just not funny anymore if it ever was funny to begin with. So, Third Rock from the Sun. And the third, third Rock from the Sun is on the verge of its second upset. 
will it will it uh move on scott uh well you know i i i loved murphy brown when it was on but i i and and i i think i watched every episode i mean i remember like it was a kind of a must-see tv you watched murphy brown um but i agree with the comments that it is so of its time and not in the same way that say seinfeld or fresh princes it, it was it was so mired in uh clinton jokes or in um you know 90s political humor and as monty python found out when you put any political humor in something it it just dates it It just it keeps it there and so they wisely kept political humor out of most of what they did on their show and it was a conscious decision to do that whereas murphy brown obviously was not doing that it was a conscious decision not to do that and even when the reboot came up it was all about uh you know uh, political humor and it was it's fine for what that is but it's not going to be something that's going to probably last forever um that being said it won many emmys and she i i think candace bergen is gorgeous first of all and absolutely a wonderful actress and and was f- funny on it uh, again i she did just hit her mark and say her line but she could hit a f- goddamn funny line uh, and and make it really good all that being said uh i i also agree totally that third rock from the sun is just infinitely more watchable now and and uh, as a rerun and and enjoyable and i i also watched every episode of that and watched and loved it as well um the the brilliant thing of using the way knight uh you know uh way knight the actor who was also in uh seinfeld and Jurassic Park, uh, to have him fall in love with the, uh, the uh, what's her name? Christine, uh, I'm blanking on her last name. Kristen uh, Johnston. Kristen yep. Johnston, yeah. Uh, you know, that that kept it funny, and and uh, I love Jane Curtin, I mean, since Saturday Night Live days, and she kind of was the straight woman on it, but uh, gave John Lithgow a run for his money all the time. And just recently, I don't know if anybody gets this channel, but I think it's on MeTV, they are giving away a Red Rambler. Someone will win... <laughs> the car from third rock from the sun i thought that was kind of a way to nice thing in the reruns so third rock from the sun gets my vote third rock from the sun does move on to the round of eight we still need to hear though from brian this um this is one of those that i legitimately genuinely cared about and it's you guys made the right choice uh, Third Rock from the Sun is absolutely brilliant. Uh, nothing against Murphy Brown, but it doesn't hold a candle for just brilliance, for absolute gut-busting comedy, and the entire cast is just brilliant. Third Rock. And Third Rock from the Sun is and Third Rock from the Sun is close to its sweep of Murphy Brown. Nikki, what do you got to say? Yeah, I don't have much more to say. I mean, Murphy Brown won a lot of Emmys, but it's not moving forward in Boozy. I, my vote would have gone to Third Rock. And with our third sweep of the night, Third Rock from the Sun does move on, which means we have completed our Sweet 16 matchup here at Boozy Bracketology. And that means in the round of eight, we will have Frazier taking on Coach, Drew Carey taking on Friends, Home Improvement taking on Married with Children, and Seinfeld taking on Third Rock from the Sun. Join us next time for the... Sorry, I don't actually have something written here. Join us next time in the Boozy Bracketology Championship as we determine our best 90s bracket. Follow us on all social media at Boozy Bracketology on Instagram and Boozy Brackets on Twitter. Join our Facebook group, The Lounge, fans of Boozy Bracketology and Pub Trivia Experience. And join our all-new Discord at ptebb.com slash Discord. For Boozy Bracketology, I've been Tim. I'm Nikki. I'm Chris. I'm Stephen. I'm Scott. Have a good night.